If you need ideas on helping kids who are under the age of six to get a vaccination for COVID-19, well, then you've come to the right place because we have the right person helping us out this morning. This is, of course, something that was announced late last week that vaccinations for children under five had been approved and they are a little bit different than some of the other vaccines given the amount that is being used but getting the vaccine into the child that's that's kind of the that's the challenge right there now that we're through the hard part of getting the approval figuring out doses now it's taking that and convincing the child that yes this is going to hurt but it's something you really need to do how exactly do we do that well dr bella palay riddell is a parenting and pain expert and we're lucky enough to have dr palay riddell with us right now how are things this morning good morning how are you I am excellent. So vaccines for five and under, it's quite the quite the part of our population. They always say really interesting things. Uh, they're a lot of fun to hang out with when you've got your kids growing up to watch all of the things they accomplish mm-hmm. and achieve in that range. But you know what? Convincing them that getting a needle is a good thing, that's never easy. So how do we go about doing it? Yeah, I think it depends on the age of the child. Like like you said, zero to five is an exciting time to have children, but they seem to be changing every week, every month, because they are. Um, it's the steepest uh, stage in life with development. So I think it really depends. Like I think when we're getting babies, so the vaccination has been approved, approved for six months and older. So when they're babies, it's really setting up a a, a good situation for the baby. We know that stressed parents have stressed kids. And so it doesn't matter how old the child is, you know, you want parents. I call it the ABCDs of uh, pain management with young kids. So the first step is actually for parents to assess their own anxiety. And if they're feeling a bit stressed about it, to take a few breaths. That's the B. You take a few breaths calm down in the moment so that you're calmer, your heartbeat is slower, and that baby, especially who gets pulled in for the C, which is a calm, close cuddle, um, get, feels calmer. And then the D is that for older babies, in around six months, you can, you can really start doing that. You can distract the baby when their eyes open because the first thing they'll do after the needle is kind of shut their eyes really tight and kind of get a good cry, and then, then they'll open their eyes, and that would be a great time to get a rattle out or a, a toy. And so for the younger babies, you know, thinking about the ABCDs are really important for parents. And then when you're starting to think about preschoolers, they're a little tricky. They can remember that they don't like needles. They can kind of assert some opinions there. So, you know, I did a video, I'm doing some videos with Science Up First. They're a national organization that basically fights disinformation, Science Up First. And um, in our video, we really actually talk about with preschoolers, a few days before the vaccination, you want to tell them. Because the worst thing to do is to tell a, a child who may be a bit hesitant or a little scared, you know, and surprise them the day of, oh, we're going to get a needle. So you want to do, you do want to give them a, a bit of notice a few days before and kind of ask them about how they would like to be able to do this. So a great thing to ask them is to say, you know, do you want a book that we can read during the, vac- the needle? Because it'll be over really quick. 
And I think with preschoolers, getting them to understand that it's just, and I use the word quickie quick, because uh, there's quick and then there's how quick these needles are. Most often, I've analyzed thousands of these as a scientist. Um, by the time the child really gets their first sentences out to complain, the needle's already done. And so reminding them of how quick it is is really good. Dr. Becca Pillay-Rodell joining us, parenting and pain <laughs> expert, because the pain itself, it's its hard to remember back to when we were quite that young. Is, is the pain the issue that they're dealing with, or is it the thought of the pain and the thought of what's happening that they're dealing with? Well, as a pain expert, I don't think you can really separate the two. The fear plays into the pain, and the pain plays into the fear. So the best thing is to actually treat both. And so making sure that parents are, you know, calm with it and understand that, you know, it's going to be quick and that they can be there for their child. And then there are also other things that you can do, like with preschoolers and babies, you can use a topical cream, which is just an anesthetic cream. We call it a magic cream. You buy it in a pharmacy um, and you can just put it on the child's arm. And, you know, it takes about 45 minutes to soak in. And if it's babies, it could be on the the thigh. So it's just important to ask your doctor, your vaccinating professional, where they're going to put the needle in. And you can put that on so that they don't feel it breaking through the skin, the needle breaking through the skin. Um, So I think it's important that helps you with the pain, but then with the fear, really showing them that they're brave and reminding them, particularly at preschool. So preschool is where you're going to have these conversations. You're not going to have this talk of a six-month-old. But, you know, with preschool, you can remind them they've had a lot of needles before and faced it with bravery. So really showing them that they have done it in the past and they can do it again is really important. Believing in them that they can do it because they have done it. Dr. Pillay Riddell, every once in a while, and you mentioned the kids who have that memory, and you can give them all the talks in the world, but sometimes, I don't know what age it would be, three, four, they've decided, nope, not doing this, and things like crying, kicking, screaming, I mean, we can talk with all kinds of healthcare professionals who've had to deal with those situations, and you have parents trying to kind of restrain their child to get them to do this, and it obviously isn't a great situation. If a situation like that does arise, is there a way to handle it? Yeah, so I think that parents need to know their kids. Um, if we're talking about preschoolers, and let's focus on that that age, because um, we, we, again, followed babies from two months of age through all of their vaccinations um, until we got to preschool, and we followed up about 350 of them. And so what we find is that you will start knowing who the baby or who the preschoolers are um, by how they react to the vaccination, even before you bring them into the office. So when you start talking about kicking and fighting and wailing, restraining the child is not the best way to go. Um, The idea is to know in advance that your kid would be one of those kids and you come into a different category. So there's needle fear and needle hesitancy, um, but then there's needle phobia. And what you're describing gets closer to the needle phobia. And the minute you get into that range where basically – the child cannot be vaccinated without physically restraining them and holding them down. Um, and the reason we avoid that is because we want them to get vaccinations in the future. And so if you actually start making it such an awful experience, um, actually traumatic to hold them down, um, that, that doesn't help. And so that's when you'd want to call a psychologist or someone, a behavior therapist who can deal with needle phobia. 
Dr. Becca Pelé-Rodell joining us, parenting and pain expert. One last question, and that is, sometimes if a parent is faced with a situation where things are not going well or the child is crying, you think, we're just going to go home and try this another time. We'll, we'll, just, we'll come back another time. And maybe it sounds easy because it alleviates that situation right there, but what does that do if you make that an option? So I think that if um, the parent misjudged, for example, we're only human, we can't predict the future, you bring your child in, you talk to them about it a few days before, you didn't anticipate there was a challenge, and then you bring them in and, and it's too much, I think that that's okay. Like, I, I think that the, the bigger challenge is for the logistics of the parent, actually, to be honest. You know, let's be real, but it takes a lot to get your family together. To You're often vaccinating more than one kid or trying to get this all done at once. And so it's hard to take time off work, that sort of thing. So I think being preventative and thinking about it in the future, or sorry, thinking about it before you actually go into the vaccination is the ideal situation. But if the child can't manage it, rebooking is absolutely an option. But if you find yourself having to rebook and rebook and rebook, um, this is the idea of where you're getting into that level of phobia. Dr. Blair-Riddell, thank you so much for your expertise this morning. I think you've made things a lot easier for a lot of concerned parents who are trying to figure out, okay, what do I do now? A, B, C, D, that's the way to yeah. go. <laughs> it is. Really appreciate the time. My pleasure. Thanks for calling. That is Dr. Becca Pillay-Riddell, parenting and pain expert. So if you have a child or a grandchild that you know you're going to have to get to the doctor or you're going to have to get to the health care provider and you're going to have to get them to agree to take that needle, uh, there are some ideas on how to make it happen. You can check out Dr. Pillay-Riddell's ABCDs simply by Googling her name, P-I-L-L-A-L, and Riddell, R-I-D-D-E-L-L.